want you to turn in the Bible to Psalm, the book of Psalms. We're going to look at three Psalms and one proverb tonight. Um, just reflecting on everything that's going on in the world. It, it, it's almost end times when you, when, you, when you watch the news and you see what's going on with Syria, Iraq, Iran, Israel. Um, no one wants to do what needs to be done and, the, and yet we're scared of it also. And then I'm scared of it also because we have, we have military that are going to be there and have to defend certain things. I don't know where I stand on it, but I do know one thing. I know where God stands on it and He says some things in the Bible and we're going to look at this and we're going to, I want you to, if you mark any, any verses in the Bible, go to Psalm 33. Psalm 33, and we're going to break these down. There's five verses I want, want to read, and after each five, we're going to have a little bit of time of prayer over it. Um, this is a very good verse, and I, and I like Psalm 33, <clears throat> especially verse number 12. It says this, it says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. You know, I, I like that first part. I like, don't you like to be blessed? And we sometimes, I think, take that for granted. Because there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of countries that are not blessed. I mean, you just almost look at them and you think they're cursed by the way they are. Um, if you've seen footage of Iraq, um, if you've seen footage of some of these other countries over in the Middle East, it's almost like you're stepping back in time with what they have, the, the modern sides. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I think the modern side's not good either. But as you look at some of these countries, you see, wow, we have so much. I, I had a missionary friend that was in Russia for 10 years, and he said, when you go to Walmart here, you know, we might complain if they only have four jars of something that we like. But he said, when you would go to Russia, there'd be times when they didn't hardly have but four or five jars of the whole row. And you took what you could get. Um, you, you look at some of these countries and it's almost like you, you feel like there's some oppression with it. And the devil's got them, especially when you look at the Muslim countries. And, you know, when you say that, everybody, oh, wow, you shouldn't talk about them. But you know what? God says there's only one way to get to heaven. And it's not the way they're doing it. And, and, and what it is is just through Jesus Christ, of course, and we know that. But as we look at this, I like this verse. It says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. <clears throat> There's no doubt in my mind that America, when it was founded, was founded for the right reason. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind, if you've ever been to Washington, D.C., that you can't get past the fact that we are a Christian country. Now, when I say that to you, tell me some other Christian countries that were based on Christian beliefs. Kind of quiet in here. I mean, we've got things that are written back over 200 years ago. We used to say 200 years ago. It's almost 240 years, 250 years ago. That they wrote things way above what they should have. And you know why they did that? Because I think they were God-directed. And we are trying to change that in all different directions. We're trying to... You know, there's a power play all the way across the board. And I want to say this to you. Republicans are not the answer. It's not. Sometimes we think, oh, if it's got an R behind it. I've seen some rascals that are Republicans. I've seen some rascals that are Democrats. I've seen some that are independents. That are, 
But that's not the answer. Look what the Bible says this. In, in Psalm 33, 12, it says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Then keep reading, it says, And the people whom He hath chosen for His own inheritance. See, sometimes we forget that last part. But it says this, it says, And the people whom He hath chosen. Aren't you thankful that we're chosen? We don't realize how good we have it. At any given time, you can get fuel anywhere you want. You, you can say everything you want about Trump, but one thing he's helped us with is energy. My wife and I had the privilege of going down to Florida when there was a hurricane. You ever traveled to Florida when there's a hurricane? We were going in when everybody was going out. The reason we were doing that, because there was a place called Walt Disney World that we had reservations, and bless God, my wife likes Walt Disney World. I remember looking at the traffic, and there was bumper to bumper going out, and we were going in. It didn't hit me. Now, this is the one that just happened like two years ago. It didn't hit me how blessed we are as a nation until we were driving down there, and there, were, there was no fuel anywhere. And how many of you ever done Gas Buddy? Is that what it's called? Is that what it is? Is that the app? Gas Buddy, am I saying it right? You hit it, and it tells you where the cheapest fuel is, and you'd hit it, and they'd say, out of fuel, out of fuel, out of fuel. We got down to Georgia, and every time we get by an interstate, and I was driving the Hummer, and I was, I was down to a quarter of a tank, I said, honey, there's no way we can make it all the way to Orlando. We've got to get fuel somewhere, or we're just going to stay on the side of the road. But we, we kept trying to get off the exits, and you realize that things can change really quick. Because on every exit that we went down, there was a military Humvee and a state patrol officer. And they were telling you to keep going. And I thought to myself, you don't understand, we're not going to make this. We finally found one place, filled it up, and, and we ended up making it all the way down there, and we got there, everything's happy in that place, amen? You didn't even know that there was a, that there was a hurricane. But when you saw those military Humvees and you saw them on every exit, you thought, oh, wow, this is a totally different country. And that was something that we had never seen before. My kids had never seen before. But there are countries that see that every day. Thank God that we have a nation that is, is blessed because of that we're based on God. We were based on God when we started. Now, I don't know where we're going to be 20 years from now, but I do know what the Bible says. If we want our nation to be blessed, we better understand who God is. And then the next part says, and the people whom, hath cho whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. So my, my, my plea to you on this one is this. We are blessed because we are chosen. We are blessed because we are chosen. Anybody got a blessing that you'd say, hey, I'm just thankful. I, when I look at America, I'm thankful, and it sounds really weird, but I am thankful for health care. We might not like our health care, but we got the best one in the world. We've got doctors that can do everything and other, and other countries, they'll come here, people will come here to get that service. It might not be perfect, but I'm thankful for that. Anybody else have a blessing? Y'all are going to be quiet again, aren't you? Okay. I'm just going to call on somebody if you don't say something. Anybody got a blessing about America? Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Going anywhere you want to go. I was talking to the McCanns back there, and I, 
I, and I, I think I was your wife I was talking to. I said, I don't know if I could live on Hawaii, in Hawaii. I, I, I like visiting, but you know what? When I get in my car, I want to be able to at least travel for two hours and not hit water. But you know that we have a country that we can travel anywhere we want. We don't have to go. To show you how our world has went, we traveled all the way from Illinois when we moved out to California. We had no problems all the way out there when we moved out to California when we went out to ministry until we got to California. In 1998, they pulled us over and they wanted, wanted to inspect our vehicle. You know what they were inspecting for? Anybody want to guess? What? Fruit. And you know what they were looking for? Fruit flies. I said, no, I keep those in our other vehicle if you want to get those. They made us open up the vehicle and everything. No other state did that. But we live in a great country. We are blessed because we are chosen. And, and the reason we've been protected by that is the military. Our military, we have a great military. I'm thankful for that. Psalm 43, 1, look at this. It says, judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Then it says this, O deliver me from deceitful and unjust man. It's interesting that he would write this. It says, judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. Now, we might not want to admit this, but you know what we need God to do is judge us. We need God to judge us. And it's not a bad thing. It's like the report cards I handed out. It makes you think about what you need to work on. And so we need to make sure we understand that we need to have God judge us. And, and when God judges you, guess what he does? Look at the last part. It says this. It says, judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. And then it says, O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. There are people out there, there are nations out there that want to destroy us. They don't like us. They don't like our way about it. And there's a lot of things not to like, but there's a lot of things to like. Have you ever thought about America, what we have in America? Name some other countries that can produce all the different foods that we produce. There's not very many that can do that. How many of you ever had orange juice from Canada? Anybody? Anybody had that? It's really good. You can't make orange juice from Canada. You know, we have Florida that does that. We, ha we can grow anything. You, you, in Hawaii, you've got all your tropical stuff. California, you've got some tropical stuff. As we look at these things, man, we're, we've been a blessed nation. But here it says, judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an un ungodly nation. We want God to make sure that we're taken care of, but we have to be right first. We shouldn't act like them. We shouldn't at the very end, we should be delivered from a deceitful. How do you like people that are deceitful to you? You like being around them? Bring them on. I love deceit. I love unjust people. That's not what I like. I like to understand that God needs to judge me and he needs to deliver me. Just as much as we are blessed because we are chosen, we need judgment and we need, we need deliverance. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the ability to judge us. Lord, make us understand when you judge us, we get to look and see what we need to work on. But through it all, once we get done to that, the next aspect of this is, although you judge us, we need you to deliver us too. I don't know what's going to happen. Be with our president right now, our vice president, the Congress and the House, Lord. Just be with them. Let them understand they need to make the right decisions. Lord, we live in a great nation. Greatest nation in the world. May we be thankful for it.
And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Turn to Psalm 106. 106. I like this verse because I like to be happy. All you naysayers out there, no. God wants you to be happy, doesn't he? Psalm 106, verse 5 says this, that I may see the good of thy chosen. Keep reading. That I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation. That I may glory with thine inheritance. It's interesting when you look at some of these things, you need to see some good. Amen? There's some good out there. And there's a lot of bad. Understand that. I don't trust a lot of people. Someone walks up to me, asks me a question, I'm grabbing my wallet. I, but, you know, there's still some good people out there. Doesn't it make you mad that the, we used to live in a time and day where, where if somebody had a car broke down, you could stop by and help them? You, you can't really do that now. But I, I, I look at this verse that I may see the good of thy chosen. Everybody in here has something good about them. Some of us hide it rather well. Amen. But we all have good about us. You know, when people are not here, you're missed. I know you said you were sick. I missed you guys. It's good to be missed. Amen. And so we've got to find some good in people. You say, well, I just can't find any good in that person. Well, you're not looking right then. If they're chosen, they have one thing good about it. What is it? It's Christ. And so we need to be, get, we need to be thankful for what God's done for us. We're chosen. We should be happy. I don't like these, I don't like Christians that are never happy about anything. Keep going, it says, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation. Lord, you've chosen us. I want to be happy and I want to have gladness because of the nation you put me in. We travel. You hear people say we get to travel. Some countries can't do that. We get to see things. Have you ever thought about the grandeur of, of, the, of the United States, what we have? We have deserts. How many of you got to see the Grand Canyon? Anybody seen the Grand Canyon? Beautiful. It's just, you say, well, it's just a cavern. Then you've never seen it. I mean, you, you, you see the Niagara Falls. Anybody seen Niagara Falls? You say, well, it's just a waterfall. You've never seen it. We went to Mirror Woods when we were out in California. It's just a redwood. No. When you go there, it's just amazing. You're at awe when you see these trees. We are blessed where we are. We need to rejoice in, in, the, in thy gladness. And look at this. That I may glory with thine inheritance. What's God given you? He's given you heaven. You might as well be happy. Amen? There's nothing wrong with being happy. Sometimes we have a hard time putting a smile on our face because we, we, we think about everything. You ever been there? You ever thought about things and then you can't sleep? Anybody like that? It seems like the older I get, the worse it gets. This morning I woke up about 4.30 in the morning thinking about things. And then you have to go, stop thinking about things. And, then, and you tell yourself, and I, I prayed to the Lord, I said, Lord, please let me stop thinking about this. And I'd roll over and all of a sudden I start thinking about it again. Isn't great to get older? And you're saying, you're not very old. I feel like I am sometimes. But as I look at this, I think, man, I am so blessed because God has done so many wonderful things for us. Look at this verse one more time, that I may see the good of thy chosen. We all have something to be thankful for, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation. 
that I may glory with thine inheritance. Aren't you thankful for the inheritance that you have? And I'm not talking about on this earth. I'm talking about when we get to heaven. Amen. We've got to be good. We've got to see gladness. And we've got to have glory in our lives. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this, this verse. May we get something from it. May we be different for it. May we see the goodness that you've given us, especially if we're chosen. Rejoice in our gladness that we have and just glory with our inheritance. Lord, thank you so much for that. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 14. This is a declaration in Proverbs chapter 14 of what our nation needs to be. What happens when our nation doesn't do this? It tells you. Turn to Proverbs chapter 14. There's no simpler way put that this, than this verse when it talks about a nation. Go to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34. Righteousness exalteth a nation. What does that mean? Righteousness will lift a nation the right way. But what, society, what I like about Proverbs normally is it'll say something good and then it'll tell you the bad side of it. Look at the next part. But sin is a reproach to any people. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see that funeral of that general that they're uplifting. Blows my mind. He's killed over 600 people in the United States personnel and all these other people that he's killed. And you know, am I for him dying and going and splitting hell wide open? No, but I'm not also for him living and doing what he's doing to us. Our military are in harm's way with this. Look at what it says here. It says, sin is a reproach to any people. You can almost see the sin in these nations. Can't you, can you not? Where do you get righteousness from? You can't get it from Buddha. can't get it from Muhammad. Righteousness comes from God Himself. And so if they're not doing what righteousness, guess what they're doing? They're doing the latter part. It's going to be a reproach. That's why I, I just, it blows my mind when you look at politics and you see people saying they want socialism. Pick a country that's done well with socialism. You can't find one. We've got to get back to understanding what this is. Righteousness exalteth a nation. I'm thankful for the Ben, ben Franklin that we had. I'm thankful for Thomas Jefferson. George Washington. If you want to do a different study, find out, talk, just study about George Washington, the, the difficulties that he had. You know the famous picture? It's actually the picture on the $1 bill. You know what he did? Things don't change. But do you know what he did in that picture? He stuffed his mouth with cotton balls. Do you know why he did that? Because his teeth were all rotting. You know why he stuffed his, his mouth with cotton balls when they, when they painted that picture? Because he didn't want to give the British anything more to make fun of him about. You hear the story of him having wooden teeth. He didn't have wooden teeth. But he sure had a lot of teeth that were falling out. On a few occasions he would go to battle and teeth would fall out in the middle of battle. He would spit them out, he'd put them in his pocket, and he would take them to his dentist. Can you imagine... I mean, I think of Alan, what he's went through with the tooth. Did he ever get that fixed? He's, I think he's going tomorrow. I can't imagine being in battle, Larry, and my tooth falling out. 
I'd want someone to know about it. Honey, can you, can you pray for me? Because this really hurts. But this, this man went through everything, and he was ridiculed by the British. Every time one of these guys signed off on something, guess what? The British knew where they lived, and they would go after their stuff. Look at, follow what the, the signers of the Constitution had to go through. Numerous, numerous ones died poor and lost everything. But they felt like it had to be done. Righteousness had to avail. Righteousness exalted the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Sin will destroy you. That's why we've got to get this right. Righteousness, not sin. I'll ask Bobby to stand up. I want you to pray that we lift up, and we need to pray for our nation, but we need to pray for righteousness through our nation so they'll make the right decisions. So go ahead. Amen. One last verse. I want you to turn. And this is one you always talk to about, talk about when you talk about a nation. Guess where it's found at? Second Chronicles chapter 7. Second Chronicles chapter 7. Either turn on your Bible or turn on your phone. Amen. I hope Larry's doing that or he's FaceTiming somebody. All right. So here we go. Um, are you FaceTiming somebody? No. Okay. All right. Here we go. Second Chronicles chapter 7. This is a verse everybody knows when it talks about a nation. <clears throat> because it gives you a way to make, to change what a nation's done. Look at it in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Once I start it, you'll go, oh, I know that verse. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn away from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. We need some healing. We need our land healed. I'm going to ask you four simple questions. Do you want God to hear you? Have you ever thought about that? We serve a God that when we talk to him, he hears us. There's doubt with some other, other religions. You know what they have to do to their God? They have to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. We don't have to repeat it. Because our God's a living God. He's the only God. But do you want God to hear you? Seems like every time Ray Adams calls me, my phone is not with me. I know he thinks that when he calls me, I just hit the decline. I don't do that. But every time he calls me, Denver, my phone is not with me. In fact, I got up this morning and I was doing some errands. He calls me and my wife goes, Ray Adams called you. I said, okay, I'll go call him. And it was like eight minutes. And I called him back. But aren't you thankful that God doesn't do that? God's always there. Do you want God to hear you? I want God to hear me. Second question, if you want God to hear you, the second question, <laughs> as you continue on this, do you want God to forgive you? I do. I love the forgiveness that God gives. Now that doesn't give me the right to keep sinning. I want God's forgiveness. And He, and he sees a genuine forgiveness. With, he sees a genuine re repentance on my side. We want God to forgive us. The third question is, do you want God to heal you? And I'm not talking about an ailment. I'm talking about making you more righteous than what you were before. 
Now, my last question to you is this. Are you called by his name? If you're a Christian here, you're called by his name. Now read the verse again. It says this. It says, in, in 2 Chronicles, it says, If my people which are called by my name. In other words, if my people, Christians, now watch these words right here, shall humble themselves. You don't see much humility anymore. <laughs> if someone tells you that you're humble, they're probably not. So I looked up the word humble in a dictionary, just a regular dictionary, not a, not a biblical dictionary, but a, the word humble. They gave seven different dif definitions of humble, of what a humble person is. First one is this, I'm going to go through it. And let me tell you this, the seventh one was the one that really hit me. Finally, they got it right, and it was the last one that they did. First one is not proud or arrogant, modest. Second one is this, having a feeling of insignificance, inferiority. Um, and number three, low in rank, important, status, quality, lowly. Number four, courteously respectful. That's where you make that statement. In my humble opinion, uh, that's, that's where that, that's coming from. Low in, and this is one great, low in height, level, or small in size. Number six, to lower in condition, importance, or dignity, a base. Here's number seven. They finally got it right in the dictionary. It was the last one. And usually they put the most importance at the top and work their way down. But number seven says this. To destroy the independence. To destroy the power. Or to destroy the will of. Because when you are a humble person, it's not about you anymore. And that's what he's saying about in this verse. It says this, it says shall humble themselves and pray. You know what we need to do? We don't know, not only need to humble ourselves, but we need to talk to Him. Have that constant relationship with Him. Have that constant talking to Him. Well, you say, I've got other things to do. There's times in your life when you can pray to Him. Amen? Not only that, go to the next part. It says, and seek His face. What does this mean? Seeking Him. Seeking Him. Sometimes we feel like God wants to play hide and seek with us. That's not what He does. We call on Him, He will answer us. The Bible says that. So we've got to humble ourselves to destroy our independence, our power, and, and, and our will of. We've got to talk to Him. We've got to seek Him. And the last thing we need to do is to turn from, his, from our sin. Now you understand what forgiveness is. It's turning from that sin. You know the most, the, the biggest word in that verse is? The most powerful word in this. Let's, let's, let's read it one more time. Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Let's read it together so I know you're with me. We'll break it every big punctuation. So here we go. Let's read it together. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal our land. You know what? I want that forgiveness. I want God to heal me. I want God to hear me. And I am chosen by him. But what's the most powerful word in that verse? Hmm? That's not what I think. What? Bam, right there. The first word. Two-letter word, 
Did Larry tell you that? <laughs> a two-letter word that changes the whole perspective of that verse. Because we can either choose to do it or choose not to do it. You know what's the easiest way? Is choose not to do it. I don't need to do that. Why do I need to humble myself? If you want God to hear you like he should hear you, you want God to forgive you like he should forgive you, you want God to heal you, you need to do your part. The word if. I don't know what's going to happen to this country. But I do know we have a responsibility while we're still here to pray for our country. So I've studied Revelation. America's not really found in Revelation as, as far as I'm concerned. And we are the world power. With power becomes a lot of responsibility. Other countries know that. And people don't like us because of the freedoms that we have. We've got people in the United States that don't like our freedoms and trying to take our freedoms away. We've got to humble ourselves. We can't be like everybody else. We must be different. What are you going to do about it? Well, Pastor Wagner, I don't know what to do. You know what? Humble yourself. Talk to him. Seek him. There's not a day goes by when I don't ask God, what do I need to work on? You know what he'll tell me? Everything. I can either choose not to do it or choose to do it. And, and how many of you ever knew what you were doing wrong and you still did it? Me and you, ma'am, we're the only two, amen? So I'm just going to talk to the choir here. And you know when I do it wrong, you know what I do? I think, I shouldn't do that. And sometimes I look around and see if anybody saw me, but you know what we need to do? We need to look up because he sees everything. Doesn't he love us? He put us in a great country. He put us in a great state. When Josh comes here from Los Angeles, he's just amazed. You know what he's amazed by? Two things that you don't even realize. You know what they are? Trees. He's like, look at all these trees. You know, we're driving to Gatlinburg, and he's like, looking at the trees. He's like, stop that or you're going to get sick looking at all the trees. You know what else he's amazed by? Grass. I lived out in California. You lived out in California. The only grass that was where I was at, it had to be irrigated. If it wasn't irrigated, it would die. And we have everything here. We have mountains. I drive by and, and I, uh, we drove to Asheville the other night. You know, when I got the ticket, I didn't get a ticket. I got pulled over. But, but um, when I was driving through, I was like, look at the mountains over there, Josh. Isn't that neat where there were like four or five different levels? Don't ever get used to that. Understand that God put us in a great place. He sure does love us. If my people. Are you one of those? What's holding us back from doing that? We've got to love the Lord. And we've got to humble ourselves. It's hard sometimes to humble yourself. Because you know who the best person in the world is? So we think.